up, everybody? It's your draft queens, Kate and Michelle. And we're coming in hot for week four of fantasy football because, Michelle, not only is it week four, but we've got a big head-to-head matchup this week in fantasy. Uh, Good morning, Michelle. Happy Friday. How you doing? Good morning. I'm so happy that you kicked off this episode by letting everyone know about the DQ showdown happening in our league this week because... It's going to be a doozy. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a doozy. Uh, Gosh, how are you feeling at this point in the season? We've been talking weeks and weeks about how week four is when things really start to shake out and we're separating uh, where the cream is rising to the top here. So how are you feeling going into week four? The cream is rising to the top, she says. Says me having my coffee. (laughs) Didn't know where that one was going, but I love it. Uh, Yes, things are starting to settle in. The injury bug is definitely starting to bite. Teams are, you know, finding their groove or not. Uh, I'm sitting at two and one in our league. I feel pretty good about that. Truth be told, I really think I should be three and oh, but I had the unpleasant uh, luck of playing against a team last week that had Lamar Jackson. And guess what, everyone? Uh, Lamar Jackson has learned how to throw the football and now is seemingly Uh, unstoppable. So uh, Lamar Jackson alone scored 40 points against me. And, and that's what caused me to lose that week. So Yes, I'm two and one. I took an L last week, but I feel okay about it because my team didn't let me down. Lamar Jackson just kicked my ass. Mm, Let's be honest. Yeah, that's right. Um, I will say there are, well, we'll call this out in today's episode, obviously, but as it pertains to my own team, uh, things aren't going super well, Michelle. So (laughs) I think, uh, Uh, oh boy, she's coming off. She's coming off a one game lose streak. I don't like it. And. I'm coming in hot. You're, oh boy, this is going to be a good showdown. I'm looking at your team right now. Yeah, I can understand why you're struggling. So, you know what? I'm is ready it, to take I'm ready to take you down. Yeah, I mean, if we're looking at last week, there's just a lot of boom boom and bust that were really big busts. Aaron Jones, four points. Uh, Jonathan Taylor hardly broke 10 points. I mean, it's Yikes. just all of my, uh, Russell Wilson, didn't hit double digits, nine points. Oh so oh um, my team's struggling, but I uh, I put in some waiver claims as soon as waiver claims were available, and uh, we've made some big moves this week, many of which we're going to talk about on today's episode. All right. So. Well, stay tuned to see how this shakes out, everyone. It could be our last episode of Draft Queens, depending <laughs> on how, how bad I kick Kate's butt this week. You never know. <laughs> now, now, I won't be... Of course, I'm going to be very excited about our matchup this week, Michelle, but... I do have to do my just one thing before we get into it, as every week. Let's do it. All right. So for just one thing with Kate this morning, everyone, I have a very exciting announcement. Her moment in the sun. And that announcement is I am getting on a plane tomorrow morning, Saturday morning, flying out to Indianapolis and going to the Colts-Titans game at Lucas Oil Stadium. Oh boy! To yell at Jonathan Taylor and tell him he must, must run at least two balls into the end zone. That's a that's a really good strategy, actually. Maybe we should start incorporating that into our overall fantasy strategy. Like when your guy starts to suck, just fly somewhere and go yell at them and heckle them from the sideline, which is exactly what you'll go do. I think I'm gonna make a poster and just put (laughs) 10.6 on it and a big thumbs down from last week. So. 
I don't know. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about I the think best way to do, motivate I, him. How do you motivate do, Jonathan Taylor? <laughs> I'm not sure. Please do something funny, though, and have a photo of it to share on our social media because, honestly, he was everyone's number one draft pick, and so far he ain't living up to it. So I think you should just make sure he knows that. I know. I will see. I will see. But maybe this is the week, and uh, as we have said, after week four, we're going to have a better idea of where people stand. Uh However, as, as every week, we do have a couple really, really important injury updates this week. Um, uh, so maybe we start there, and then we're going to take us right into Start Sick for Week 4. What do you think, Michelle? I'm ready to do it. Let's talk some injuries. Uh, so as you were saying... Things may be settling in, but not for these few players. Um, we find Dalvin Cook's name popping up on the injury report. This is a regularly season, regularly scheduled event. Mm-hmm. This guy is on the injury report year in, year out. Um, keep an eye on that. Don't think it's super serious. However, he may be sitting out week four. Uh, Mac Jones, I don't know if you were watching that Patriots game last weekend, but he came up limping bad, had to be helped off the field. Sounds like it's a very bad ankle sprain. It is not a break. Um, However, it looks like he'll be missing some time. Um, David Montgomery left the game early for Chicago. Not great after I told everyone you should start him because he was going to have a great week. Um, but get on, uh, those waivers for his, uh, his backup, which we'll talk about, uh, during start sit. Um, Tua got a pretty gnarly hit on him last week, which, um, uh, I believe they were, there was some conversation about why he wasn't, uh, immediately taken into concussion protocol. It sounds like there are some shoulder injuries and neck injuries, um, that they need to keep an eye on for Tua, which is a big shame for uh, Miami, depending on how that shakes out for week four, because he's been hot and he's been leading them, you know, f- uh, to win after win there. So keep an eye on Tua. Um, DeAndre Swift for the Lions, not looking great for week four. Amon Ross St. Brown, I think he's going to play, but I'm just saying his name here because he's probably Sorry. a guy you have in your lineup. Beware. I think it's going to be okay, everybody, but just keep an eye on him. Dalton Schultz for the Cowboys out and Sterling Shepard out for the season for the Giants. Wow. Not great. Wow. That is not great for our poor old Giants who actually looked pretty good coming out of the gate this season. But uh, bummer to to hear that for Danny Dimes actually looking all right. (laughs) I will say, because everyone knows that we are from New York, but we do not like the Jets nor the Giants. And if I had to choose, I would choose the Jets. It did give me some satisfaction to watch the Giants lose to a backup quarterback on the Cowboys at home. I definitely had a chuckle about that, just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll see how this week shakes out. There's a lot up in the air. Um, A lot of people who also may be coming off of injuries, so we'll talk about those folks a little bit. And... Uh, a lot of rookies or near rookies, newbies in the league who are looking really, really good. So let's talk about them a little bit. Um, speaking of a of a rookie um, who actually we just talked about, Mac Jones, who is a second year, uh, who, who is hurt right now for lead man on the Patriots, our lead quarterback. What that means is that the ball is about to be on the ground for week four. The ball is going to be on the ground, which is a really good sign 
for the Patriots running back. So as we start to talk about starts for running backs this week, um, I have Damian Harris in one of my leagues. I have Ramondre Stevenson in another one of my leagues, both of whom by committee, I have been very impressed with Michelle. I have really loved starting Damian Harris or Ramondre Stevenson, at least in my flex in a lot of leagues where there's a boom or bust league with or boom or bust week with a lot of my other players. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, look, you like you said, uh, Mac Jones is going to be out for a couple weeks. They're probably going to have to hammer the run game uh, going forward uh, over there. So I, I do like having one of these guys available on your team, uh, most likely in a flex position. That said, they do have a pretty tough matchup uh, against the heavily favored Green Bay Packers, who have a solid defense. But look, they're going to have to move the ball. ball. They're going to have to get crafty. And I think they're going to lean really heavily on Stevenson and Harris while Mac Jones is out. So uh, I, I like both of those guys um, being able to kind of step up to the occasion uh, mm-hmm. while Mac Jones is out. Um, speaking of stepping up to the uh, the occasion, we, we did mention that David Montgomery – uh, suffered an injury for the Bears yep. last week. Yep. Khalil Herbert stepped right in, right up to the plate. Love that. Crushed it. Love he, that. He, you know, we called him out on our waiver Wednesday. If you were able to snag him, good on you. I tried to snag him, but when you're seventh in the waivers, you ain't getting him. No. So, There's a lot of people uh, I didn't get this week that I wanted, so. Yeah, so props to uh, everyone that was able to grab Khalil Herbert off the waivers. Uh, I'm not entirely sure how many weeks David Montgomery will be out, but um, Khalil is an amazing cuff to have, uh, on your team as is Jamal Williams. That's uh, right. you know, we look Deandre Swift for the last few weeks has been a little iffy on, on and off the injury report. Um, they've definitely been leaning on Jamal Williams. You probably saw him shake his hips and get a penalty last week, but you know what? The man got in the end zone a couple times, so let I him shake it. his hips. I don't know. I didn't think it was that bad. Listen, Come on. Who cares? Who cares? Let the man shake <laughs> that's his the worst, hips. That's the worst touchdown dance. Like, just I, I don't know. I that one kind of made me laugh, but also it's like he scored two touchdowns as the backup. So no, guess what? Shake your been, hips. He's been waiting for this. Okay, he's been waiting for this. And DeAndre Swift is such a dominant first couple weeks in the league I bet he didn't even see it see it coming so yeah let let Jamal Williams have his moment in the sun and shake those hips shake those (laughs) hips I thought yeah uh, um we'll see if uh actually let's talk about another starter who uh we've we were bullish on last season we've been bullish on this season I want to see him start to move and shake his hips like Jamal Williams I mean I'm waiting for (laughs) uh I'm waiting for Eckler to go off on the Chargers um I've got him in two of my three leagues. I love this guy. Uh, And last season, he talked a big game. He was talking about how he was going to be the best fantasy running back in the league. He's bringing fantasy to the forefront of the NFL. So, Austin Eckler, let's see it, buddy. Put your money where your mouth is. You think he's going to start this week? Yeah, I think he's – I mean, look, you're not going to not start this guy. Uh, I think last week was a bit of a fluke for the Chargers, you know, against Jacksonville. Again, I think Jacksonville's been looking great. I didn't expect – the uh, the blowout that ended up happening last week. Yeah. Um, that said, I think this is the week that Eckler gets in the end zone. They're playing against Houston. Houston's not great. We all know mm-hmm. that. Um, I think that Eckler needs to um, 
take a bit of strain off of his quarterback who is hurting a bit with those ribs. Yep. Um, so I think this is the That's week. Right. Uh, he, he basically posted on, you know, social media, like challenge accepted. You know, the only way you get better is to, you know, kind of deal with, you know, situations like this. Absolutely. So I think this is the week that he gets in the end zone. I don't think you need to hit the panic button on Eckler at this point. I think that's right. I think that's right. And uh, let it be known that if we're putting the cherry on top of Austin Eckler for week four, uh, they're playing the Houston Texans. So Exactly. Cherry on top. Um, Speaking of hitting the panic button, I love these segues <laughs> that we come up with here. What segues uh, at, you know, eight in the morning well, on a Friday, huh? You know, we talked a little bit about the LOL moment that I had when uh, the Cowboys took the Giants down with their backup quarterback. Truth be told, <laughs> the backup quarterback that I had never heard of before this season oh, yes. uh, is is settling in and looking pretty good. Um, I'm also hearing that Dak is making a speedy recovery. Yes, so don't count the Cowboys out just yet. Mm-hmm. That said... Zeke is not the guy there. You know, Tony Pollard had over 100 rushing yards last week. They're definitely using him. I don't think Zeke is the guy. I see so much more upside for Tony Pollard. Um, They are playing against Washington this week, uh, and Washington historically has held Zeke to under 50 yards in four consecutive games. So not saying history always repeats itself, Mm -hmm. just giving you the facts as to what has happened in the past and Look, if if that's how Washington has played it and they've been able to maintain uh, a relatively slow game for Zeke, I think the Cowboys are going to be aware of that and I think they're going to go to Pollard even more. Um, and again, with Cooper Rush sort of settling in a bit and, and getting the ball in the air more, that also means that Zeke, you know, doesn't have a lot of upside. So I'm looking at Zeke owners and saying, don't love this matchup, don't love what I'm seeing from Zeke, and maybe he's on your bench this week. Uh, I feel wholeheartedly strongly about this, and uh, I actually got into a fight with my significant other over this. Uh, <laughs> we, we love we love household we fights love over fantasy football, intermarital uh, household <laughs> sparring love it. for yes. for a fake game, which is fantastic. Yes. The best fake game in all the land. Um, True. No, but I I agree with this, and we started Tony Pollard over uh, a bunch of other folks, and it really paid off. So it uh, did good, jo- well done. Zeke being the sit, and love me some Tony Pollard. Um, can we talk a little bit about quarterbacks? Because I've I've got some more sits to speak of. If you want to start with sits before starts here, uh, only because I've been dying to talk to you about Russell Wilson, and. Really, really becoming, as I alluded to at the beginning of this show, when it comes to quarterbacks, Russ is supposed to be cooking, and he is not cooking, okay? No. <clears throat> um, I'm not quite sure what to make of, at least in our, I mean, we have a PPR league. Keep that in mind, too, when I'm reading off some of these stats here. Um, but Russell Wilson, the last three weeks, most recently he had nine points, Nine, not even breaking Ugh. double digits here, Michelle. Ugh, um, and it's been sort of the story of the last three weeks for him is just barely eking out nine, 10, 11 points. I got to tell you, um, I'm, I'm struggling with this, but I'm, I'm putting him on my bench this week 
and I'm starting the best quarterback I can stream, who right now by the numbers is Jared Goff. Mm. Um, I'm kind of having a panic attack. How do you feel <laughs> about this sit? Because where I'm at is just a really, really dark place. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, as you said, Russell is not cooking. This team is really, really struggling to find the end zone. Honestly, I do not know why. When I think about who is on this team, Cortland Sutton, Russell Wilson, Javante Williams, I don't know why they're not getting in the end zone, but they're not. Um, And Russell has been, you know, less than impressive thus far. Uh, I do think it's time to get a little bit nervous about him. And I do think it's time to look at who else is available that you could play over him. He's clearly not an elite quarterback. It's a little bit, you know, desperate times uh, for him. He's going to have to shape up or I don't know what's going to happen over there. But I don't think you're crazy for sitting him. I think if you have a better option and a better matchup to play, you should you should get that person in your lineup. Yeah. Given the Broncos are playing against the O and three Raiders mm. this week, but still, I it's not it's not as if you know if this was any other team coming in and playing the O and three Raiders, I'd be like get those guys in your lineup. Yeah. But br- the Broncos just aren't pulling it together, so I, I I don't know that I could advise to to do that. So I, I do think if you have a better option, sitting Russell Wilson isn't a crazy thing. Yeah, I just again not to harp on this for too long, but. Some reminders of what last week looked like for Russell Wilson. Uh, nine three-and-outs, 184 yards, but all scoreless. Oof. And generally this week, uh, he is ranked 26th in the league in terms of uh, fantasy rankings. 26 out of 32. He is not settling in at this new altitude Rough. in Denver. Rough. It's going straight <laughs> to his head. Um, well, well, let's talk about some others because I know we've got, uh, Zach Wilson coming back this week for the Jets. Now, do you think that he is a sit considering also Joe Flacco doesn't look that bad and I don't know what's going to happen with Zach Wilson, but I know a lot of folks are talking about, um, either they're on, he's on their bench or they're streaming him, um, because they're desperate for a quarterback. Do you think he's a start? I I think he might just be a, a sit and wait this week. Yeah, I mean, look, the coaching staff for the Jets is saying that he's expected to return in week four. So he's definitely like getting closer. Mm, mm. Um, the Jets play the Steelers, who we all know Kate loves this season. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, baby. Their defense has been pretty solid, uh, even though they've suffered some injuries. I don't think Zach Wilson is a plug and play. Um, again, to your point, Joe Flacco's not looking terrible. The Jets haven't been looking terrible. Um, but I don't think Zach Wilson is a plug and play for fantasy. Frankly, just because he's expected to return, I, I to your point, I don't even know if that means like, does he 100% even get the start? Mm-hmm. Does he maybe just play a few reps? I don't really know how the Jets are going to play this yet. They're also dealing with some injury um, on their uh, in their wide receiver core. Um, so I would just be a little weary um, if you're bullish on Zach Wilson, good to see that he's trending towards coming back. But I don't think that this is someone that you snag and put right mm. in your lineup. Yeah. All right. So who should we snag and put in our lineups this week? Are any of, are there any guys who are auto starts for you? I mean, okay. So I said it at the beginning of the game and, and this is quite obvious. And of course you have this guy in your lineup, but um, I talk a lot of shit about how he can't throw the ball and he should be a running back. Guess what? Lamar Jackson throwing the ball. He has learned to throw. The Baltimore offense is definitely leaning on him to throw far more than they have in years past. And uh, honestly, he's he's really stepped it up. He's had three touchdowns in every game thus far this season. He's connecting with wide receivers. He's connecting with Mark Andrews on the tight end side of things. Um, Spoiler alert, 
also have Mark Andrews in your lineup. Oh. <laughs> um, that's a that's a pretty killer stack to have if you're doing a DFS team and you can afford those two players. But it's all to say, you obviously have Lamar in your lineup. He's probably winning you a lot of games. Mm-hmm. You might even be three and zero if you've got this guy on your on your roster. And look for me, uh, happy you know to uh, you know like eat my words. Like I've always said this guy needs to be able to throw the ball. And up until this season, I didn't feel strongly that he could do that. And so from a fantasy perspective, the upside was that he can run it. He can still do that, but now he's also throwing it and getting the ball in the end zone. So Lamar is an obvious start, you know, anyway, but I just feel like we had to call him out three touchdowns in every game. I think it'll be uh it'll be a testament too, because if, uh, based on week three and, and week four, the, the Ravens are playing the Bills, which is probably the stiffest competition they could have at this point. Yeah. Um, and historically, I mean, last week the Bills got were taken down by the very good Dolphins led by two. But this, but this is, yeah, I think this is going to be a shootout. I mean, this is a, one of those situations where the level of play will rise exactly. for both teams. Exactly. And if Lamar Jackson's already crushing and Josh Allen's been crushing, this is just going to up-level everybody, I think, in this game. You know, Josh Allen sits at the top of the passing yards, you know, chart so far for this season. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, you know, a little bit behind him, but he's got 10, 10 touchdown passes already. So, I mean, this is going to be an absolute, you know, shootout between these two quarterbacks this week. Yeah, I'm down for it. I'm just excited that that it can happen against the Bills when they came out looking so dominant. And if anyone could do it again, it's Lamar. It's Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm also, look, this is probably a guy that you have in your lineup anyway, um, but I really like Kyler Murray against Carolina this week. I don't think Carolina's defense is really strong. Um, Kyler's offense has, you know, been a little bit of a struggle situation over there with, yes. uh, with injuries. Um, but, you know, the ups, here's, here's where I see the upside with Kyler. They definitely have a lot of um, pass plays, so there is definitely uh, opportunity for him. He didn't throw any touchdowns last weekend, but he had two the weekend before, um, and he's got the rushing you know, upside. So uh, I, I like Kyler. I like this matchup a lot, um, and he's been like finding ways to piece it together even though they're dealing with a bit of injury situation over there in Arizona. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, also, a brief plug, if anybody knows how to get us press passes to the Super Bowl in <laughs> Arizona this year to see <laughs> Kyler Murray, uh, please let us know. But uh, no, we've always been high on Kyler, and I'd like to see him shine against Carolina this week. Um, I'm also curious, Michelle, who these folks are going to throw to this week? Who are the wide receivers we should be focused on. And on Sunday, uh, I was in my car, and from time to time, when I'm driving, I watch NFL games. So I had I had the uh, Gr- Green Bay-Tampa Bay game pulled up. Okay. And watching Romeo Dubes and the... Oops. Is it Dubes or Dubes? Du- Dubes? Dubes. Du- du- it's spelled D-O-U-B-S. I know. I'm literally looking it up right now and seeing dubs? how it's pronounced to make sure. He's always referred to as Dubs. D U B S is how they like kind of say it. Dubs. So thank you. Yeah. We're, okay. Just I had to double check because I was like, that's okay. We're either gonna we're either gonna like go really French with this or Le Dubs. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Mr. Dubs. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I just making sure. Thank you. Needed that fact check on the spot because I actually do. I just thought it was Dubs, but <laughs> I shows that I don't listen to 
uh, sound on. Uh, <laughs> so Romeo Dubs looked amazing as a number one pass catcher from Aaron Rodgers. And it sounds like Aaron Rodgers has been calling on that team to have somebody step up in lieu of Devontae Adams not being on the squad anymore. And Romeo Dubs looks like that guy. What do you think? Yeah, I think he's definitely slowly making his way to to number one. If you look at the numbers, you know, week one, he had five targets. Week two, he had three targets. Week three, he had eight targets. So the, the target is going up. He was able to get in the end zone last weekend. Um, and look, you know how Aaron Rodgers operates. Like, he needs someone to trust, right? I thought it was going to be the the uh, veteran Randall Cobb, but that doesn't seem to be That's panning right. out. That's right. Um, and so, like, you know, going all the way back to what we were saying, you know, during the preseason, Aaron Rodgers was like, someone step the F up. Yeah. And if, if Romeo is going to be that guy, then you know what? Aaron's just going to keep feeding him the ball. Like, feeding, feeding, feeding. Alan Lazard, decent, but not looking like the guy like we thought. I don't even think I've said Robert Tunyon's name basically like this whole season so far. So, you know, when uh, when Aaron finds his guy, that guy's going to go skyrocket to number one real quick. Um, and I would venture, I guess, to say that Romeo is not um, rostered in a lot of fantasy leagues. So if he's available in yours, I do suggest snagging him. Um, I like their matchup this week, and I just think he's going to continue to see some upside. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- the rookies this year are are very fun to watch. I, I I've talked about this before. I have Chris Olave on my who I've benched quite a bit, but is looking amazing as well. But one of the one of the exciting starts of this year and kind of is taking the plate place of uh, Kyle Pitts last year on the Falcons is uh, Drake London over on the Falcons. Uh, I know that you had written this into our notes here, and I'd be curious if this is indeed true. Uh, but he Drake London's being targeted on a third of Marcus yeah. Mariota's throw throws. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, look, like I bet you uh, every other fantasy football Holy. podcast is talking about the panic button that you should probably be hitting on on Kyle Pitts. This guy has still not found the end zone. No. Um, it, it doesn't seem for whatever reason that he and Mariota are clicking. Uh, people had very, very high expectations for him, but it's so far not panning out. That said, you look at Drake London, who's, you know, gobbling up a lot of these targets and he's delivering like he's mm-hmm. gotten in the end zone the last two weeks. Um, and it's similar to what we we're just saying about Romeo. If, if your quarterback trusts you, he's going to give you more looks. And so far, Mariota is trusting Drake London. Drake's coming down with the ball. He's getting in the end zone. I do not think Marcus Mariota is a great quarterback. I've said that before, but he's clicking with Drake London. And you know what? Like, again, this is a rookie. These guys are making it work. Um, I don't love the Atlanta Falcons, but I like Drake London as a fantasy look. I do too. I do too. And I really like to see these fresh legs in the league doing that good work and connecting with these new quarterbacks. It's really, really fun. Um, There are some folks who are not connecting with their new quarterbacks, unfortunately. Uh, I think we have talked about it week one, week two, now again week four. What's the fucking deal with Allen Robinson? There's a car outside my window beeping if you can hear it. They're so fucking mad at Allen Robinson. I mean, what's going on? They're just mad. They know. They know what's going on. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I thought this was a great um, trade situation. Uh, I thought this was going to be one of those 
um, moments for Allen Robinson to sort of like right. break out of, of kind of the bad that we were seeing um, when he was on Chicago. But so far, not really seeing that. Not getting not a lot all. of receptions. Um, has found the end zone once this season. Uh, I think they want to get him more involved in the offense, which is a good thing to hear from like, um, you know, the coaching side of things. However, it's just it's just not really happening right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, he's getting about like 20% of the share. I mean, look, when you're on the field with someone like Cooper Cup, it's going to be real hard to be the one that gets all the attention. And so right now, all that attention is going to Cooper Cup. Um, he's obviously delivering. And, you know, Allen Robinson, that means his his looks are getting, um, you know, eaten eaten up. Tyler Higbee has uh, mm-hmm. gotten some really good mm-hmm. looks. They, they're obviously splitting the run game between – Henderson and Akers. So it's kind of one of those situations where there's just like a lot of mouths to feed and his is not getting fed, basically. Yeah. He, he's starving over there. Mr. Robinson he's, is starving. He's, he's starving. And if you've got him on your fantasy roster, you're probably starving too. So I don't love him. Uh, I think that's sort of one of those things where you may have to, you know, look at some of the guys that have a little more upside, a la a Drake London or a Romeo Dubs, and get them in your lineup instead yep. of Allen Robinson. Yep. Uh, I don't think he's, you know, a droppable guy at this point, but he's just not holding up his end of the fantasy deal. And speaking of other guys that are not doing that, you know, Darnell Mooney on the Bears. Oh, uh, yeah. The, Talk about almost droppable. Holy moly. I, the Bears just don't trust Justin Fields. And and I, I, he's bare. He's barely throwing the ball. Um, they're not, like, looking great. Uh, they do pound the run game, and I think they'll continue to do that, like we said mm-hmm. with Khalil Herbert. But, you know, if, you, if you're if you in a situation where your team doesn't really tr- trust your quarterback, you know, to throw the ball and call a lot of uh, plays through the air uh, throughout um, the game, then, you know, I'm looking at this. 17 pass attempts, 11 pass attempts, 17 pass attempts. That's how many pass attempts there have been for Justin Fields in the first three games. Whereas Kyler Murray, who we were talking about before, he's got like 38 pass attempts in one game. So they're not calling plays through the air, which does not bode well for wide receivers on that team. You know the you know the old adage that takes money to make money? I do. I feel like that kind of applies here. It does, like, yeah. yeah. It takes reps to make p- points or something. It, ta- sure, it takes throws wasn't as... to make throws. Takes throws uh, to make throws. Okay, there you go. That, that, that was better. The first okay, one sorry. wasn't so eloquent, but you got, you I got the, there. The coffee is actually starting to hit. So you can, <laughs> yeah. if you can hear me perking up, that's what that is. No. You know what? That's exactly right. I think it has. We've literally, we're about like a half an hour into the episode, and coffee takes about 20 to 25 minutes to kick in. So Woo-hoo. here she is, ladies Let's and gentlemen. Let's do our little uh, Jamal Williams wiggle dance on this, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do a little wiggle dance because we're 30 there minutes you in. Go. No, um, takes throws to make throws, and the Bears ain't got it. <laughs> Now, make me a t-shirt. Now, actually, I will. And I think it's going to say takes throws to make throws and then draft queens. Actually, we, hey, did, we, this, can, we did this on the mic last week. Down. You should write that down. That kind of goes with our no crystal ball. We just make up our own sayings here. No crystal ball has been one of our household favorites, but takes throws to make throws could be could be a new one. Will anyone buy that t-shirt if we make it? I'll make it. I don't know. We'll make, make it, it today. All right. Just make it. All right, the, the caffeine is ready, so I'll, I'll do that after this. Check out our merch store, yourdraftqueens.com slash merch, or our Instagram, takes, at the Draft takes, Queens. Takes merch to sell merch. Takes merch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm done. Who else are we going? To, who else are we to, get back on target here, everybody? We're on track. Are we talking? 
Are we talking about any more uh, wide receivers before moving on to tight ends? One more, because I think this person is trending above all in everybody's lineups uh, as a sit possibly this week, but more so just a what the fuck. Um, <laughs> takes throws to make throws, and you know who's not getting throws? DJ Moore from Baker Mayfield. Uh, it's just not working out in Carolina. It's a real big train wreck, Michelle. Uh, I'm really struggling with DJ Moore. This is the week where I think uh, if we're calling out uh, just a temporary start sit, I would sit DJ Moore. I would start Drake London or Romeo Dubs or whoever it is that uh, yeah. you've got to just do a quick boom this week if you really need it, if your matchup is close. Um, but between these three sits, really disappointed in some of the old regime. In yeah. just, It's just not working out, especially DJ Moore. Really big letdown to start this season. Yeah, I mean, look, the the Panthers are kind of like barely scraping by. Um, I don't think that they've looked very impressive. They're not scoring very many points. Um, and I agree with you here. Like, I think DJ Moore, you you have higher hopes for, um, but Baker just doesn't seem to be connecting with him or finding him very frequently. Um, he literally only has, you know, like six catches for the entire year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think this is one of those situations where, again, play the matchups. Um, they're playing Arizona this week who does have a solid, you know, uh, a decently solid defense, Mm -hmm. but, uh, until, until that level of trust is there and until that offense can settle in with Baker at the helm, like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really like, um, I don't really like DJ Moore. No, I don't either, sadly, but I've got him in two of my three leagues. So whoa is me. Um, anyway, let's keep moving because we have but one more position to speak on, and that is more pass catchers, tight ends. Uh, where shall we start here? I, maybe we just start with arguably the best of the best. Let's go back to the Ravens and talk a little bit about Mark Andrews, who every time this weekend that I was looking at a TV, Mark Andrews was in the end zone. Every time I looked <laughs> at the Ravens game, Mark Andrews was in the end zone. It's Um, true. It's true. Two of his last three came, you know, last weekend. And look, I mean, the very quick and easy thing here is we all know and love Mark Andrews. Everybody thought that this guy was going to be a stud this year. So far, he's living up to it. Um, And like I said, his quarterback is is looking unstoppable in through the air, which mm -hmm. is not something that I have said in, in years past. And, you know, I think really like that upside on Lamar makes, you know, Mark Andrews probably one of the best, if not the best tight end in the game right now, you know, even surpassing Travis Kelsey. I agree. I I, said it. I said it. No. And you know what? We said this at the beginning of the season in our tight end roundups too. We talked about Mark Andrews being the best. Mark Andrews looks like the best. And so this is probably going to be the least shocking of our tight end roundup this week, but definitely Mark Andrews is yet again another start and arguably the best for week four. Uh, I think another uh, start, and again, depending on, you know, where you're at, maybe you're maybe you're fishing for a tight end. Oh, um, yeah. I do, I do like TJ Hawkinson. The Lions' offense has actually looked pretty solid so far this season, um, better than, you know, seasons past. Um, TJ Hawkinson has yet to blow up, but I think there is a lot of upside for this guy. Um, we mentioned it at the beginning of the episode, DeAndre Swift dealing with some injury. Uh, Amon Ross A. Brown might yes. be in, might be out. Definitely keep an eye on that if for whatever reason um, St. Brown does not play. 
Um, or, or even if he's just not 100% for week four, that means Jared Goff's going to have to look elsewhere, and I think that means that TJ Hawkinson um, has a potential breakout week. Yeah, I mean, the uh, most people are also saying that, again, with DeAndre Swift out, that the team's <laughs> going to also... Uh, the reason I stream Jared Goff over Russell Wilson is because they're going to have to elevate their pass game a little bit. Sure. Can they keep it on the ground? Absolutely. But when things, when lightning is striking, which it is right now with Jared Goff, it is with Amon Ross St. Brown, but especially if St. Brown is having to sit, Hawkinson is one of the next best things. So uh, I agree with this start. I think TJ Hawkinson, again, all ships rise when, uh, when the club's doing well, and especially when they have a need for elevating that pass game. Uh, Definitely agree. Uh, things you should avoid from the tight end position. Um, first things first, does Hunter Henry still go to the NFL? Like, I literally did, don't even know what team he is. he's on anymore. Did he? And does he go to a team? He's, like, he's where still, are you? He's still on the Patriots. <laughs> I, I th- feel like we talked so much about this guy last year. He was getting in the end zone left and right. Uh, have not heard this man's name nor seen his face um, all season. And now with this Mac Jones injury, uh, I do not like Hunter Henry. Do not try to stream him. Do not put him in your lineup. He literally has three uh, receptions on the season thus far. Get him away from your lineups. And uh, (laughs) I just, I cannot justify for anyone that's, you know, trying to, uh, you know, I I just can't justify that. So um, does he go here? Yes, I think he does, but don't have him in your lineup. Um, Another name that, you know, we don't really talk about that much, but, you know, he landed in a new home. Uh, in Jacksonville this year is Evan Ingram. Uh, yeah, that's a name offense, we haven't seen. We haven't talked about Evan Ingram at all. I don't feel well, like. Well, it's it's like, you know, look, the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, have really found their stride on offense. Um, but the guys that are really seeing the upside are the running backs and the wide receivers. I do not see Trevor Lawrence, you know, really targeting Evan Ingram here. Um, he definitely is a household name, so to speak. But he is de- he's not getting the looks um, that you would hope. Uh, and so this is one that I would definitely like fade on. Christian Kirk has been like tremendous for this team. Marvin Jones has been pretty good. Zay Jones has been pretty good. Mm-hmm. They've got Travis Etienne and James Robinson, you know, clicking. So like all, I, I think I bring this one up just to say like, you saw what the, the Jags did last week. They steamrolled the Chargers. Their offense is looking fantastic. Put up 38 points last week. However, Absolutely. I don't think it's I don't think it's one of those situations where you f- you then flock to your waiver wires and be like, oh yeah, Evan Ingram too, because look what Jacksonville's doing. Like I just don't think that's the guy you know to mm-hmm. be going to. So not not bullish on him. No, and and there I've seen a lot of people and also a lot of the um, a lot of the transaction trends happening right now around tight ends. I I can feel people struggling to find that right one, and some folks are getting super cute. And just be aware that if there's a lot of ball share to go around, someone like Evan Ingram is probably not the move for your stream. Yeah. If you're really looking for, I mean. He's technically a transaction trend right now, and I would not go that direction. So I wholeheartedly agree with you, Michelle, on that sit. And uh, and that, that rounds out our start sit for, for week four. Woo-wee! Woo! We did it All again, right. baby! All right. Well, as we always say, no crystal ball. This is our educated guesses reading the tea leaves out there as best as we can to tell you who we think you should avoid and who we think you should put in your lineup. We have no crystal ball. If we did, we would be undefeated. And guess what? We're not. Well, 
I am in one league. I'm not undefeated. Oh, okay. All right. I am, Excuse and it's me. my most expensive league. It was a two hundred and fifty dollar oh, buy-in. Dang! Ooh. Hey, that's the one. That's the one that you want to be undefeated in. Yeah, so, let's well, go. I'm making all these well moves like right on, now. <laughs> well played on you. Um, you know, I will say the one thing that does feel like we have a crystal ball is we're doing really good in our Survivor again. Props to us. I think we're literally from 400 people in our Survivor League all the way down to 65. And thank you to Joe Burrow for pulling out a great Cincy win for us last week. Um, That really helped. Absolutely. (laughs) We'll keep tabs on Survivor. But speaking of props, um, we've got just one last segment. And this is uh, your show, Michelle, here at the end. But at the end of each episode of Stardom Sit'em, don't miss... Our DQ bet of the week. If you are a sports better or if you want to get into it, um, we're going to walk you through one big pick this week, uh, whether that's a same game parlay, a money line, a player prop, or a DFS long shot. So, money line, Michelle, what is our DQ bet of the week this week for the listeners to uh, put their money where their mouth is? Well... Uh, so far, I think I'm 0 for 3 in my bets of the week, but you know what, guys? It's just for fun. I'm right there betting along with you, um, so please tell us if you've got better bets and better ideas. I am open to suggestions. That said, this week, uh, I am getting cute with it. I am going to get cute with this bet because I don't want to give obvious bets. The whole point of this segment is like, I'm not just going to like state the obvious. Like, you, I want this to be like a little bit more long shotty. A little bit, you know, yeah. out of the box, like yeah, whatever. Last week, so last week we did a four game parlay, and last last week was also a crazy week of games. I was, so. cl- I know, I know, and I felt like I was pretty close. Anyway, these are supposed to be a little bit out of the box. These are not like everyone's gonna win. Like I said, no crystal ball. Yeah, but that's right. um, uh, we've talked a lot throughout the season about the uh, backfield in Cleveland. I love that Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt can coexist in meaningful roles there. Mm-hmm. Um, I do also love the line, um, the matchup this week. And so I am going to get a little cute with it. And I'm going to do a little player prop, same game parlay uh, that Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb both get in the end zone for Cleveland this week. Very interesting. Okay. All right. I'll go, I'm going to go ahead and put it in right now. I just want people to know I'm not just like saying it. I am actually putting the bets in. So you know what? Like if you lose, I lose. But No, I'm telling you, I was doing the same thing because as we're going through this episode, I'm telling you, I'm like on my three leagues ad dropping all of the people we're talking about. So <laughs> putting money where our mouths are, we really do believe the information we give you. Uh but yeah, I like this we one. Do. Chubb and Hunt for touchdowns for getting in the end zone this week. Exactly. So get your bet Hell in. Yeah. Hit me on Instagram if you hate that bet. Um, I'm I'm open to hear uh, your uh, suggestions. But if you win, you're welcome. <laughs> and that's money in the pocket. Okay, everybody. We have done it. We've reached the end of yet another Start Sit segment uh, for week four of the NFL for our fantasy football Um, so if you enjoy our show, go ahead and if you don't follow us already, smash that follow button anywhere that you listen to podcasts, whether it's Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, because we're dropping episodes every Friday and every Monday, uh, Fridays being our fantasy football advice, of course, and Mondays being the huddle, which is our general sports roundup every single week. Um, so go find us, go follow us and leave us five stars on Apple Podcasts, please. We love you and please love us. Uh, it really, really helps a lot. So 
Uh, with that, Michelle, it's been a hell of a week yet again. I look forward to our matchup this weekend, and hopefully if we're still friends come Monday, you all will see us <laughs> on the mic on Monday morning. Have a good weekend, everybody.